For journalist Masha Gessen, Israel's assault on Gaza feels alarmingly familiar. With the mass displacement, with the denial of health care, and with indiscriminate bombing and shelling, the ghetto is being liquidated. Gessen, who's Jewish and whose family lost loved ones in the Holocaust, faced an immediate backlash for likening Gaza to Nazi-era ghettos in a recent essay for The New Yorker. The piece came out just as they were to receive the prestigious Hannah Arendt Prize in Germany for political thought. A prominent sponsor withdrew support in protest. The venue where the ceremony was to be held also pulled out. Gessen did ultimately get the prize in a scaled-down ceremony, and soon after they spoke to me about the backlash. Gessen told me the comparison is not only fitting, but essential for breaking the taboo that the Holocaust was a singular event of human cruelty. I believe that to deliver on the promise of never again, we have to constantly be checking to see if we are once again sliding into the darkness, which I believe is something that's happening in Gaza today. The essay looks at how memory culture, particularly in Germany, has sort of ossified and given birth to a vast and rather bizarre bureaucracy that polices what it perceives as anti-Semitism. But anti-Semitism is often, too often, defined as criticism of Israel rather than actual anti-Semitic attacks and harassment. And I wondered if you saw any similar policing here in the U.S. of the discourse around Israel's policies. I think we're increasingly hearing that anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. And certainly when Jewish activists, and especially Israeli Jewish activists, are speaking out against Israeli policies, to have non-Jewish people brand that as anti-Semitism is downright bizarre, but also dangerous. I see a very strong current of wielding anti-Semitism as a cudgel against, among others, Jewish people in Representative Stefanik's campaign against university presidents. One of the presidents that she grilled, the president of MIT, is Jewish. And I say also that the entire premise of this campaign against universities is profoundly anti-Semitic, which is that universities receive a lot of Jewish money, so Jewish donors should be mobilized to withdraw their money, which is just such a clear anti-Semitic trope and so clearly weaponized by the right wing, which again is, is something that's very similar to what's happened here in Germany. The way criticism of Israeli policy became linked or equated with anti-Semitism, how did that happen? This has been one of the top priorities of the consecutive Netanyahu governments. Netanyahu has forged alliances, particularly with right-wing governments of European countries, such as Hungary and Poland, in order to prevent an anti-occupation consensus in the European Union. It's been a very successful, very concerted, years-long campaign on the part of Israel. And one of the vehicles for this equation is the International Holocaust Remembrance Association definition of anti-Semitism, which effectively equates anti-Zionism or criticism of Israel 
with anti-Semitism. And this definition has been adopted by all European countries and the U.S. State Department. We started off talking about the premise of your piece where you make comparisons with the Holocaust and the situation today. And, you know, this comparison isn't something that's really done. And you also make a comparison that caused backlash, saying Gaza right now is like a Nazi-era Jewish ghetto, and, and that right now the ghetto is being liquidated. But you must have known writing it, it would get this type of backlash. Why did you make that comparison? Why was it important for you to do that? If we take the promise of never again seriously, we once again have to constantly be asking ourselves, are we laying the foundations for the mass murder of millions of people? Are we employing, or as part of the world employing, the same kinds of tactics that were employed by the Nazis? I think there's every reason to say that that is exactly what's happening. Human Rights Watch issued a report stating unequivocally that Israel is using starvation as a weapon of war, which not only is a war crime, but it is a war crime that was committed by the Nazis. This was a concerted policy of Nazi Germany to inflict disease and starvation, particularly on Polish Jews living in the ghettos. I think we're seeing the exact same thing happening in Gaza. Now, with nine out of ten Gazans internally displaced, with half of Gaza's hospitals destroyed and the remaining hospitals providing only partial services, with the majority of the population of Gaza suffering from starvation, we can say that it really resembles the situation not only of ghettos, but of the liquidation of ghettos in Nazi-occupied Europe. And this is the moment for the world to say, if we're going to make good on the promise of never again, we have to step in now. Now, in Gessen's own piece in The New Yorker, they do note the differences, that Nazis dehumanizing claims about Jews had, quote, no basis in reality, while Israel does face very real violent attacks. Either way, though, Gessen argues the resulting policies are similar, the suffering of an entire people dealing with blockade and violence. The thing is, if we are so morally willful that the worst can still be stopped in Gaza, and this comparison to the liquidation of the ghetto can be proven wrong, that would be the best possible outcome of comparing Gaza to a Jewish ghetto. Journalist and New Yorker writer Masha Gessen, thanks so much for speaking with us and for your time. Thank you for having me. For more coverage and differing views, go to npr.org slash Mideast Updates. Thank you.